This is Eric Marty, offensive coordinator of the Michigan Panthers. Chris Reisert, head football coach at Tiffin University. Brendan Walsh, offensive line coach at Colgate University. And you're listening to the, the coach coaching coordinator, coordinator podcast. podcast. From the communication between coaches in camp, I think the one thing that you have to be very cognizant of is that, you know, as depth changes start to happen, because they happen a lot more frequently in camp than they do out of camp. And our kind of company line or our staff motto is that, you know, there's no depth chart change that happens in a position meeting without a one-on-one prior to that meeting. Mike Krzyzewski once said, effective teamwork begins and ends with communication. Clear communication is the key that unlocks the door to success. As the new season approaches and you are gearing up for or already are in an intense training camp, even the most talented team cannot reach their full potential without effective communication. Today we explore why clear and open communication is crucial for coaches during the early stages of training camp. Training camp sets the foundation for team dynamics throughout the season. For coaches, establishing trust with their players is paramount. Open communication fosters an environment where players feel comfortable sharing their thoughts, concerns, and ideas. By encouraging dialogue, coaches can understand their players' strengths, weaknesses, and personal goals, fostering a strong bond within the team. When athletes trust their coach and each other, they're more likely to collaborate, making the team greater than the sum of its parts. Today, we hear from three coaches and gain insight and ideas on how we can better communicate during camp so that we are setting our team up for a successful season. What you see on tape is a direct reflection of what you teach and how you teach. Video is important, but if you don't teach well, you're not going to like what you see on your video. First Down Playbook has been helping coaches teach better for 13 years. It allows you to present installs, playbooks, and practice cards in half the time with NFL quality. Coaching tools like video pairing, a player app, practice schedules, and wristband sheets have made First Down Playbook a program management system with everything in one place. If you're in a position of leadership with your football program, receive a free one-week look at First Down Playbook. Call them at 512-814-6158 or visit them on their website or social media. Mention Coach and Coordinator Podcast, or use the coupon code COACH24 to receive a $100 discount off the normal $700 First Down Playbook team membership price. Links and the phone number are in the show notes. First up is Eric Marty, who is the offensive coordinator for the USFL Michigan Panthers. He's been a successful head coach as well, taking Reedley College a junior college in California, from just 10 players to a 10-0 team in just three years. Coach Marty understands the importance of clearly communicating. He talks about how they communicate every part of their program expectations through orientations, as well as how he communicates to resolve issues within the program. I think it starts with before you get into camp, and different levels have different opportunities to work with their guys over uh, or prior to the arrival of camp. Um, junior college-wise, we had about a month with all our guys in the summer. USFL, it's a lot of Zoom stuff. Division One level, obviously, you have most of your guys over the summer coming in at least 
for some sort of workout format. So what I've found really beneficial is uh, we would have an orientation, and this is channeling a lot of my junior college head coaching experience, but uh, really everywhere is uh, orientations for everything. And the biggest mistake coaches make as people climb levels is they assume that the player they are recruiting or the players that they're signing have the same value system that they have and they know what it's like to be at the level they're at. And you may have some guys that come in that played in unbelievable high school or, or college that prepared them well. And you may have some guys that, you know, they're, they're well-intentioned, but they're just clueless. And so I think you need to do a really good job of educating guys with an orientation of how we sit in meetings, how we come to meetings, sitting up straight, sitting in the learning tee, the front and middle of the classroom, having a pen and, and notebook out prior to the start. Um, all those different things that, you know, again, depend on different guys' backgrounds. Some guys may know it, some guys may not. But if you make sure that you define what things are really important for you and your program, what are the absolutes and and what are the cultural hallmarks you want, and then you go have, have an orientation for for how you do those things, whether it's class, sitting in a meeting, how you practice, uh, weight room etiquette, all those different things. And it doesn't have to be super long or super crazy. It can be a, a five, 10 minute PowerPoint and a quick walkthrough. The biggest thing I've found as far as getting the, the, the energy level and the buy-in and the things you're looking for in camp is make sure expectations are known and clear long before you guys get to camp. When you do have the situations arise where maybe there's a little conflict, could be between players, uh, it could be, you know, misunderstanding or miscommunication between coaches. You know, you've you've been a head coach before. How how do you address those issues? Well, it starts with whether or not this is a a one-off issue, and there's level of trust with the player or coaches, and it's something that that came up, and you'll address it, and you know that everybody again is well-intentioned, and you'll move on from it. Or is this a repetitive thing where? a certain player isn't practicing right and keeps taking someone to the ground or a certain coach keeps setting, stepping on the toes of another coach and not showing the professional respect. And so if it's a one-off situation, I think you just be direct about it and, and you make sure that you get it handled and, and your team's going to move forward. And if it's something that is a persistent issue, I think you need to make sure that it gets addressed and then gets addressed again. And, and the second time it's getting addressed, you make sure that there's some known consequences in the future if this type of behavior issues don't go away. And and so camp is going to set the tone for offense, defense, special teams, but it's also going to set the tone for your culture. It's also going to set the tone for your assistant coaches. And it's not always fun to have those hard conversations, but you know, that's the, the cost of leadership and, you know, you get to be head coach or you get to be a coordinator because you're willing to step up and have those difficult conversations and, and you got to do it so your team can, can be as good as they possibly can be and you protect that culture. As coaches, we know that some of the biggest hurdles to our team's success can come from off the field. Your team needs support to tackle the endless list of expenses, uniforms, training equipment, travel, and more. But raising that money can feel like a full-time job. Thankfully, there's Vertical Raise. Vertical Raise is the premier online fundraising platform using innovative technology to create the easiest and most efficient system available. Raise more money in less time with a local fundraising coach who works with your team every step of the way to customize the ideal fundraiser. With options for online donations, digital discount cards, 
premium product sales, and even spirit shops, Vertical Rays has top-of-the-line solutions for every fundraising style. To find out more, visit verticalrays.com and we'll get you connected with an exclusive offer on your first fundraiser. Next, we hear from Chris Reisert, head football coach of D2 Tiffin University. He enters his fifth season as the head coach and has a career mark of 29-10 and 10 over four seasons. He discusses the importance of communication and getting a great start to camp, as well as their policy on communicating depth chart changes. Yeah, I think it's a great question, Keith. For us, it really starts in the summer. You know, obviously all spring you're stressing, you know, the communication and the relationship piece of it, but we try and kind of continue that throughout summer. I think one of the big things that happens in fall camp and especially at our level is trying to make sure it's as fluid a process as it can be so there's not paperwork and medical forms and balances and all the above that are kind of hanging over your head as you start camp. So we try and have a team meeting, a voluntary team meeting, typically once a month during the summer. And then we also do the same thing with parents. And so trying to make sure that the awareness of what's happening, items outstanding, mindset, obviously you can't discuss football, but you're trying to make sure you're laying the groundwork for a smooth transition and, and one where guys are seeing each other on a Zoom call once a month. And, and that's been a really valuable thing. And then while they're here, you know, for us, it's just trying to get as much time about building relationships as possible. So we'll do, obviously, at dinner, you're going to sit either with your position group, you're going to sit with a guy on the opposite side of the ball or a guy on your unit. And we have different things where guys will have to ask each other different questions within a position room and all those things. But for us more, it's about just laying the foundation in the summer. And then while they're here, making sure we're not on our phones and we're inundating ourselves to getting to know our teammates. From a coach's perspective, one thing that we do is we have a call to Facebook, not very original, but all of my GAs put together basically our roster with each kid's name, position, and where they're from, and then a picture of them. So all my coaches have that, and our job each morning is to get here and study each guy on our team to make sure we know everyone's name and we can have really positive interactions with them. I love that idea, and that that, that was always the challenge, you know, especially – report day and you have all those new guys coming in some guys you remember from recruiting and you know guys maybe you weren't involved with so I think that's an important part of it looking at the staff communications too we have these times throughout the year where it's about the competition right whether that's the season camp spring and then the other parts where you do have that a little bit of more laid back time to get to know guys so the communication dynamics change how do you ensure that your staff is just staying on top of the communications, keeping it positive, you know, as it becomes a little bit more stressful, guys are vying for positions, et cetera, you know, and even you think of the coaches' time in camp, I mean, this, the schedule there is pretty squeezed for coaches too, but this is such an important part. How do you guys deal with that? So a couple of unique things we do, I think, you know, one of the things we try to do is budget more culture time for our newcomers, you know, whether they're incoming freshmen or they're transfers. And so, you know, for instance, we'll have a 7.15 team meeting and 7 p.m. It's going to be freshmen and transfers only and, and just me. And so it's a way for me to cover, you know, our culture, cover core values, cover traits of a dragon, plan to win. But also it's time to get to know those guys on a little bit more intimate scale and also to answer questions they might have that they're not really feeling great about doing it in front of an entire team. And so that's one thing we try and make sure that for our newcomers, that they get acclimated fairly quickly. And that's been a really positive thing for us. You know, I think from a communication between coaches in camp, I think the one thing that you have to be very cognizant of is that depth changes start to happen because they happen a lot more frequently in camp than they do out of camp. And 
our kind of company line or our staff motto is that, you know, there is no depth chart that happens, no depth chart change that happens in a position meeting without a one-on-one prior to that meeting. And so I never want a kid to walk into a position meeting and learn that he's now a two when it might just be us giving another guy an opportunity. But if we haven't communicated that to him, one, the meeting is going to be lost because he's already in his head. And then two, you're probably going to lose him at practice and he's not going to be his best. And so we try and over-communicate on depth changes, on situational changes to make sure that guys are fully aware of why and then also what they can do to maybe get back into the good graces if they're out of it. I've always been interested in the use of technology to make our jobs more effective. So I'm excited to continue sharing modern football technology with you here on the podcast. This innovative system leverages tendencies to improve self-scouting, game planning, and in-game decision-making at the speed of the game. Modern football stands out because it's a battle-tested platform used by teams at all levels, like four-time national champion Bishop Gorman, the five-time California state champion Folsom Bulldogs, six-time Texas state champion Lake Travis, Cal football, and the CFL's Grey Cup champions, the Montreal Alouettes. So book a demo today to see why these teams trust modern football technology. Visit www.teammofo.com demo and mention Coaching Coordinator Podcast or use the coupon code CC10 to receive 10% off your first year. Finally, Brendan Walsh, offensive line coach at Colgate, explains his process for developing his starting unit. A cohesive offensive line relies on clear, concise communication more than any other position group, and Coach Walsh's process for determining the first unit, as well as getting backups ready, requires that he is a great communicator as well. Let's listen to him describe his process. The first thing you want to do is give the guys who have earned the right a chance to compete that opportunity. So I think one of the the best things that I do is I make a new depth chart for every day. It takes a little bit of organization at the beginning, like, you know, two or three days before camp. But I try to give, you know, those, those upperclassmen that have worked hard and those, those young guys that deserve at least an opportunity to start one day that chance. I think it, it really keeps those guys engaged to not have a solid five that are the same every day. And I think it, allows you to get a great evaluation of each player, at least in that, you know, first week or two, you know, maybe first 10 days of practice for the season, you know, and and it allows me to identify maybe a group that worked really well together, maybe a certain right guard and right tackle did a really nice job communicating everything in these different fronts. And it allows me to kind of see each of the different parts as separate parts, but also see them kind of grouped together and also allows me to to see some of their versatility positionally. So, you know, I might have a guy who, you know, he's, he's been the left guard the whole time, but Hey, we've, we put him at right guard for this one day and look at this, like, you know, we have, we have one of our guards, he's played left. He played on the left side his whole life. He did really well in one of the practices when he was playing right. And I kind of asked him about it and he goes, coach, it allowed me to go from all the stuff I've been doing forever and maybe some bad habits I have on the left side. And it's made me refocus on the techniques that you're teaching on the right. So I think that's one that really allows our guys to to all feel like they're getting an opportunity and and getting looked at. And, 
instead of having, you know, I've tried the like different colored groups that start on a different day, but really just having X number of days that each guy starts gives them that focus, that opportunity that, Hey, today is my chance. Like I'm, I'm the starter today. Like, let me, let me focus in. Let me make sure I'm, I'm taking care of business so that I stay as the starter when this 10 day period is up or I get more starts during these 10 days. Now with that, I know every offensive line coach obviously is looking for his top five, those guys who are really going to gel work together. There's the chemistry, there's the communication, but you're always preparing for those next guys. And, you know, we've always looked at it as, okay, you know, first we got to find the sixth guy and then who's the seventh and who's the eighth and who's a guy who needs to swing because you want to avoid those situations where one move, you know, one guy going down ends up being like three moves and now you weaken yourself across the board. So you, you are now giving these guys different opportunities. You're looking at different groups. How has that helped expedite that process of finding Who's going to be those next guys after you jail those first five? It has really helped that. And like you said, you really hope that a guy over that time, even the backups I'll move around to those different positions. So basically when I organize it, I have a list of each of my players. They all see the step chart and they all see their list. And I prioritize, hey, these are your two or maybe three positions. All of our freshmen only get one to start to keep them mentally simple and keep them kind of straightforward and locked in on learning that piece of the playbook as sophomores I usually give them about two and then juniors depends but by your senior year you should be able to play three different positions for us and some guys are all three interior some guys are you know two tackles and a guard but I can walk out of camp saying you know meeting with these guys or maybe just having a quick conversation like hey where do you feel most comfortable hey do you feel comfortable at these couple positions that I put you at hey, do I need to move you around? So it, it does build in that versatility that you're talking about, and it allows them to have more confidence because they've gotten those extra days at those other positions. So now when we do break scouts to versus the guys that are going to be staying up by us, I can now start fitting them into those extra positions as those backups. One thing we can always work on is being a great communicator. We can do that with our players in our position groups, with our units, and with our coaching staff. It is a skill that continuously can be worked on and improved. The teams that make it far ultimately have a strong culture, and the vehicle through which that culture becomes strongest is communication. We wish you continued success for a great start to camp in your season. Be sure to check the show notes and descriptions for links to related episodes from these coaches, as well as resources they've developed. And follow all we're doing at coachingcoordinator.com and on Twitter at Coach K Grabowski.